They are the songs that often appear in concerts, show up in auditions, or sit on the hit list of any music theatre fan. They're passionate, yearning, decisive and hungry, showing a character's innermost desire. And they are one of the most key aspects of any musical. They are known as the I Want song. Welcome to Podcast 3 of From Inspiration to Stage, where we explore the purpose of the classic I Want song. Stephen Schwartz, composer of such classic musicals such as Godspell, Pippin and of course Wicked, has said this about writing musicals and I quote, It's not really that there is a formula for these things, but I have learned over the years that pretty much any successful musical you can name has an I want song in it for its main character within the first 15 or so minutes of the show. I can think of exceptions, but frankly I feel that the lack of such a movement is a weakness in most cases. End quote. So, what is the I Want song exactly? Well, it's the song where the lead protagonist expresses their innermost desire, the cry of their heart which propels them through the rest of the show and through whatever challenges they face. They also establish the protagonist's personal characteristics, highlighting both their strengths and their flaws. The song itself arrives early in the musical, setting up the action for what comes next, so it would be second or third in the show. If you look at just about any musical, you'll find them. For example, You and Me But Mostly Me from the Book of Mormon. The Wizard and I from Wicked. Wouldn't It Be Lovely from My Fair Lady. My Shot from Hamilton. Waving Through a Window in Dear Evan Hansen. Something's Coming from West Side Story. The list goes on. Now, while all that tells you the purpose of the I Want song, it doesn't really show you what they sound like. Well, for this podcast, I gave a shout out to some up-and-coming composers here in Australia to share their stories and their I Want songs, and I'm thrilled to be able to help highlight these great people in the shows they are composing on my podcast. To kick off, I'd like to introduce Ned Dixon and Sophie Loughran, who talk about their song, I Won't Miss Out, from the musical Staff Room. I'm Sophie Loughran. And I'm Ned Dixon. And we're sitting here to talk to you about our new original Australian musical, Staff Room. So we thought we'd just give you a little bit of context about our I Want song today. Staff Room is uh, set in a high school staff room. Our school is merging with the local rival school, Havelock Academy. This song is about Lightmore Heights' sport coach. And this is his solo called I Won't Miss Out about not wanting to repeat his past mistakes and trying to live up to his father's expectations. As well as serving as an I Want song, I Won't Miss Out gives us necessary backstory to Jimmy's character. It justifies his alpha male outlook and humanises an anti-hero that we otherwise wouldn't care about on the stage. Uh, One of the things we learned in development of Staff Room was the concept of characters earning songs. And if we see a character who sings a huge song, gets an amazing note, um, However, we haven't learnt about them enough. We don't necessarily care enough to jump on board and back them. And despite his being an anti-hero, we do back Jimmy and do want to see him grow as a character on stage. One of the things I like to do when I'm writing music is uh, really research your conventions and 
know the archetypes of composition that you're working with. With an I Want song, traditionally, they're very square. They're in 4-4. They start low. They end high. They've got a driving rhythm, a kind of perpetual motion of, you know, railing quavers or semi-quavers, whatever it is. Ned, I feel um, excited just hearing you say all this. Oh, thank you, Sophie. <laughs> uh, when it comes to a song... <laughs> When it comes to a song like this, it's, uh, I felt it important to keep these conventions the same. Whereas in other areas of music theatre, we've strayed from the norm a bit with our structure of several, a small ensemble of leads rather than a specific targeted one, focus. One character story. Or traditional love triangle, all yeah. of that. Uh, however, with this song, we've kept a lot of those uh, same conventions. A cycling chord progression that doesn't quite resolve avoiding your traditional resolutions until the very, very end of the song. Part of good music writing is knowing when not to be original, when to use existing conventions that are going to manipulate certain feelings within the audience. And that's why I felt it was important to write a very archetypal song for the I Want song. We hope you enjoy our snippet of I Won't Miss Out from Staff Room the Musical. And a big thanks to Drew for providing this platform for new writers to share their work. Uh, it's really invaluable to the community. It's so rare to find a platform like this. Yay for Australian musical theatre. Thanks, Drew. Enjoy. We decided not every freaking kid wins, remember? We need to show the kids who can't, they can't. Come on, mate. They're 12 years old. When I was a kid, my dad said, son of mine will come in last if you finish second my dad said you may as well have lost that's a bit harsh mate yeah well when i was 11 my dad enrolled me in the footy under 17s look if you want me to do you up a certificate i was set to win said, you're gonna be the state champion. If you finish second, my dad said, you may as well have lost. It came down to the last, I would be his champion. But a tackle came from God knows where. Left me there. Still doesn't explain this. The suit. I've been speaking to Lizzie. Who? Lizzie. Elizabeth Connolly. Whatever. The enemy. Should hear the benefits. Better salary. New equipment, new students with actual talent. But they're only offering it to half of us. But I won't lose anymore. No, I say, I won't miss out. I won't miss out. I've been pipped at the and I finish second This time I won't be left behind And 
now we have a chance. We can have it all and have luck. No kid of mine will come in last. Mate, what about the kids here? Who's looking out for them? So let's train hard, rise to the top. It's survival of the fittest. So get back up or die sitting down, and your rival takes a finish. No, we don't have to miss out. We're not missing out on anything. Mate, this isn't you. I'm gonna be the best if I have to leave the rest of you behind. I will. I'm gonna be the best if I have to Leave the rest of you behind I won't miss out I was just a kid and I said It's just a game, Dad it's just a game. Well, all my life I tried for you. I've tried to do my best for you. I won't stay in second place. I'll show you I've got what it takes. At last, the winner will be me. You'll see what's become of me. Thanks guys. That was I Won't Miss Out from the musical Staff Room, with lyrics by Holly and Sophie Loughran and music by Ned Dixon. It was sung by Tom Green and accompanied by Ned. I think it's really important to note what they said about the characters having to earn their song, that it's important for them to sing and not just to have a song for a song's sake. I was once told that the greatest commodity you can have as a writer is time. And you have to make sure that every moment on stage has purpose and value. Likewise, every song that a character sings has to also have purpose and value. It's the character's purpose that our next guest speaker talks about. So here is Nicholas Christo speaking about I'm Here to Be the Best from the musical Melba. This is I Am Here to Be the Best, which is from Melba based on the biography I Am Melba by Anne Blaney. And I wrote the book and lyrics and Johannes Lubbers wrote the music. It was a collaboration uh, which took place over the course of eight years. I started writing the piece in 2009 and originally we didn't write an I Want song. We had uh, the character of her voice teacher sing the I Want song to her and we did an early workshop in Melbourne and it became clear that we were missing 
that I suppose it's an essential part of most music theatre, but there are exceptions, obviously. Uh, and we wrote this uh, as a result of that workshop, uh, the I Want Song. Uh, ultimately, it creates a very strong picture whenever I explain it to anybody I'm teaching or tutoring. I always say that the I Want Song is there to provide a picture postcard, almost like a vision board for the audience to look at. So the great I Want Songs like uh, Wouldn't It Be Lovely from My Fair Lady gives you picture after picture. All I want is a room somewhere far away from the cold night air. Ours, they're uh, slightly different in that sense in that she is railing against somebody who is trying to throw her out of uh, an audition and she is putting her foot down. A lot of the lyric lines in this are verbatim so that uh, Melba has said these over the course of her career and that they were scattered throughout the book. The four great I Want songs are generally based around to stop to win, to escape or to retrieve uh, and we were really conscious of trying to look at the character's female agency being impinged upon and the way in which she reacted to people early in the play so that we could show her as somebody who had real problems connecting and was like a freight train. So that's the, the feeling that we're trying to do and also to create somebody that the audience can understand. Often actors talk about I really want to be sympathetic for the audience. Uh, and I always think that's really interesting because to me it's always about making sure the un audience can understand you rather than necessarily find you likeable. Uh, and that's what we were trying to do with her, trying to make her somebody who was driven to succeed almost uh, pathologically. And she definitely managed to do that. So that's the song and I hope you enjoy it. I am not here as a folly not here to try my hand To tinker as in some exercise To see a foreign land I am here to be the best For today and those to come I put my faith in the heavens And in my heart to steer me on that quest I am here to be the best I have come to live in music With sound and soul as one I want to make a world untouchable Second to none I am here to be the best No man can keep their dream from me I've sailed across an ocean I'd sail through hell Until I pass each test
that was I Am Here To Be The Best from the musical Melba, with book and lyrics by Nicholas Christo and music by Johannes Lubers. It featured Annie Aitken on vocal and Michael Tyak on keys. As Nicholas said, the purpose of your I Want song really falls into four categories. To stop, to win, to escape, or to retrieve. Ultimately, the motivations of the lead protagonist can be distilled down into those four concepts. I also really like the idea that you're painting a picture postcard, the character's vision that impacts the rest of the show. It's presenting to the audience what the character is looking for or searching for the most, what their primary goal is. Alex Giles, co-creator of the musical Stalker, highlights this in what he has to say about the song falling in from the show. Hello, Drew and the team from Inspiration to Stage. Um, my name is Alex Giles. Uh, just checking in because um, I want to chat to you guys about our I Want song from the musical Stalker. And that's a musical I wrote myself with my excellent friend and co-writer, David Russell. We wrote the book and lyrics to Stalker the Musical. Um, was recently performed at um, the Depot Theatre in Marrickville in Sydney um, in September 2018. Um, and of course we worked with our composer, Andy Peterson. He's now working in New York. Um, and he has another work coming to Australia later this year at the Hayes Theatre in, in Sydney called Razorhurst. So make sure you look that up. Um, we have... Uh, Stalker is, is a set in a dark world of void of love where citizens of a faraway town are kept at a distance from each other both physically and emotionally so that they cannot fall in love uh, then when love is introduced it changes the world and sends our lead characters Jay and Ava hurtling into the real world where love is um, much more complicated <laughs> uh, the song falling in which is our I want song um, it falls just as we've established our story world so it's a very normal place for an I Want song to fall. Um, we've established how, what the rules of the world are, and now we're getting a really clear idea of what our hero, Jay, um, what his, his goals are that um, he needs to achieve by the end of the show. So he stands before the window of Ava, who's the girl that he pines for, um, and has these confusing emotions for that he doesn't have a word for. Now, um, in order for him to explain how he feels. I guess this is kind of the comedy that, that is um, employed through most of Stalker is the naivety of um, our character means that he doesn't actually know what the word is that he needs to use. That's kind of the reason I like this as a I Want song is because it's, um, it's very clear through the message of the song what Jay is looking for and what he needs to fulfil his quest in the hero's journey. Um, but he doesn't actually have a word for it, so he ends up just saying, falling in something. Um, this version is performed by the very talented Blake Erickson, um, but we will have a cast recording coming out shortly, so keep tuned for that, where Levi Burrows will also blow your mind. And he is. Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, here is Falling In. You all say I'm out of place Seeking only her face Watching her there like always up above I just don't know how To express what I'm feeling now 
It feels like I'm falling in something. And now I'm all alone, back again at her home. Yet somehow it fits like a glove. My greatest delight comes at this time every night. I know I am falling in something. Why do I stand here an outcast alone while all the others have gone? They're just content to move from house to house while I'm stuck in this moment and I can't move on. And now I'm all alone, back again at her home, but suddenly that's not enough. From this moment I vow, if only I knew how, I think I am falling in, I feel like I'm falling in, I know I am falling in something. That was Falling In from Stalker the Musical, with book and lyrics by Alex Giles and David Russell, and music by Andy Peterson. It featured the vocals of Blake Erickson. Alex makes a really interesting point too about how previously they set up the rules of the world in which the show exists. It's important to do so so that we understand why the lead character has the want that they have. However, as I've said before, musical theatre is a remarkably flexible and fluid form of entertainment. And like with all things, rules and conventions are meant to be challenged and broken. And while there may be a certain structure to it all, it doesn't always work for the story that you're wanting to tell. Here's Cal Silberstein talking about Little Metal Marvels from the musical Postcards from Coney Island and how he and his co-writers approached and challenged the convention of the I Want song. I Want songs are tricky because I think they're kind of the most recognisable trope in musical theatre. Uh, this is probably because of the Disney Renaissance and... Uh, Alan Menken cranking out banger after iconic banger in the late 80s and early 90s, and the idea of a character singing their deepest desires against a backdrop of the ocean or the bazaar or France, uh, it sort of became synonymous with a particular brand of starry-eyed musical theatre, which is unfortunately the one that people who profess to not like musicals are most familiar with. I, I think that's really interesting because it's kind of a very specifically American idea that need to broadcast hopes and dreams in big exposition dumps. I mean, not to get too writerly about it, but the I Want song is kind of the most convenient and passed off exposition cheat in storytelling. Um, not that it's illegitimate in any way, but it's the ultimate in telling rather than showing. Sometimes, I, sorry, I don't mean to be negative. Um, that's not, I'm, I'm not anti I Want songs entirely. I, I just, that's just what I think. Uh, it, that idea of specifically American, yeah, I, I guess I it makes me think, what is the Australian equivalent of that? I mean, the whole tall puppy thing and uh, this hesitancy towards vulnerability, like we don't really 
buy into that kind of earnestness in Australian culture. And maybe that's why musical theatre is much more of a niche in Australia than it is in America. I mean, it's still a niche in America, but but certainly more part of the mainstream cultural consciousness and history. Uh, sorry, okay, so I should talk about the song. Little Metal Marvels. Uh, that mentality of I want songs being a ubiquitous trope uh, has made me resist writing them a lot. Um, but in this case, it was central to the themes that we were exploring. And with Little Metal Marvels, uh, Patrick and I, Patrick Thompson, my composer, we resisted the stereotype of I want songs by placing this particular song at the end of act one. So it happens as the act one closer. And, and that's not to say that it's like elevated in any way because of that. That just is what made sense. Uh, so it's from a postcard from Coney Island, which is the show that we are currently working on, uh, which centers on the friendship that forms between a grieving young woman called Alice and a performing automaton called Clockwork Charlie in the original Lunar Park in 1921. So as the two leads become closer, Charlie begins to awaken to a latent humanity and he discovers wants within himself at this point. His deepest desire is to dream. Uh, he believes that that's the most human thing possible. And he comes to believe that dreams are sent to us from the moon. So what's the most logical thing to do? Try to find a way to fly up there. Uh, so he formulates that desire, that plan over the course of Little Metal Marvels, which I guess makes it sort of a meta I want song about the experience of arriving at a want for the first time, which is so intellectual, but hopefully you enjoy the song anyway. So Charlie is alone in the tower talking to his little mechanical birds, Cheap and Chirp, uh, which he keeps as pets, and the song takes off from there. Pun intended. Evening Cheap, Evening Chirp, I like your little song. You sing together just like me and Edwin. Do you tell each other what to do? Is one of you the boss bird? No. You're both mechanical, so you have to do what you were made for, singing your little song together. Has the moon sent you any dreams? Is that how it works? Or do you have to go up there and get them? Your birds, could you fly all the way up there? Can you fly? What pretty little things. Tiny painted purple wings. Glinty, inky eyes. See nothing. Your pointed yellow beak. Peeking open when you speak. Such a splendid sight. But something's not quite right. Why don't you know how to fly? Well, being stuck in this cage can't help. You are tricky little things. Shifting gears and silver springs. Feats of enterprise, just like me. We skitter and we click. We fidget and we tick. Life like as can be, far as I can see. Still, you don't know how to fly. You look the way you are meant to. You sing like a little bird friend should. Every part put in place with precision. So why won't you fly? 
Compliance changes on the rise for us. We are sparks, ideas, creations. So, given the chance to grow, we defy our limitations. If wanting something more makes us something more, then I want to. That was Little Metal Marvels from the original musical A Postcard from Coney Island with book and lyrics by Cal Silberstein and music by Patrick Thompson. The recording starred Ben Frankhauser as Clockwork Charlie and featured Clayton Daniel Briggs as Cheap and Chirp with Patrick Thompson on piano. I love how Cal described the way that they approached the concept of the I Want song and flipped it on its head to make it fit within the story that they were telling, using it for their own purpose. So now I guess it's my turn to share. <laughs> I love writing I Want songs because I love the idea that we get a glimpse into the inner mind of the lead character. We are able very early on to buy into the desire that they have and understand the passion that they have for the course that's about to be plotted out for you, the audience. They are, as Nicholas said, an essential part of most musical theatre. And true to Ned's comments, they are driving, building and powerful. They are the truest reflection of the character at that point in their journey, and it's the reason why we want to follow them throughout the show. I'm choosing a song called Strange Relationship from my musical Electric Dreams, based on the classic film written by Rusty Lemerand. In it, we have Miles, a ne'er-do-well struggling architect, who's been advised to get himself up to date with a computer. This song sits second in the show, and we learn about Miles' desires, ultimately to be better than he is, and in some ways different to who he is. He wants to rise above his mundane life, and maybe, just maybe, the computer will help him do this. So this is Beautiful Relationship, and it's performed by Callum Warrender.
If this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship Then why have I the feeling that I haven't got control of it? Plugging in a power cord and waiting for a miracle to come on the screen It's blank What does that mean? Oh, you have to turn it on is this a premonition of what life has got in store for me? Staring at a VDU and wondering how my life could be I wish I could get organized and never have to compromise on coming in third Or last, God this is absurd Everybody's telling me the future's where I ought to be But how do I draw is my best shot to get all that I haven't got and maybe then and maybe then somehow I could be more handsome I could be more slick I could be the one who is picking up the chicks I could be more ready turning up on time I could be the one who is on the upward climb I could be more noticed, I could be more known I could be the one who is standing in the zone I could be the maker, not the one who's made Pinecone computers. This model will learn with you, so type your name and press the enter key to begin. M O L E S. Ah, that's wrong. Hello, moles. Ever used a computer before? N O. And my name is not. Ah, okay, then we'll work slowly. I can control all of your home appliances to start. Connect the black adapters to your appliances. This could be the answer. This could be the shot. This could be the time when I go from cold to hot This could be the moment, this could be the day This could be the sign that I'm finally on my way Plugging in the boxes, getting life in gear TV toaster blender, computer says all clear Time to start the system, time to let it loose One small step for miles now to power up the juice Damn it There you have it. Hopefully you've now got a great idea of what the I Want song is, its purpose, and its place in a show. I want to thank all of our guests, including Ned Dixon, Sophie Loughran, Alex Giles, Nicholas Christo, and Cal Silberstein, along with everyone else who was involved. One of the goals of this podcast is not only to help upcoming writers understand the process of writing musicals, but also to showcase great new Australian musicals. If you have a musical that you'd like featured or are a musical theatre composer, make sure you get in touch.
So thanks for listening to this third episode of From Inspiration to Stage. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to get in touch with me at fominspirationtostage at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Drew Lane Oz, that's Drew Lane AUS, or on Instagram as the same thing. Or check out my musicals at www.captivationmusicals.net. Also, be sure to get on a Google and check out the musicals that we featured here in this podcast, including Staff Room, Melba, Stalker, A Postcard from Coney Island, and Electric Dreams. <laughs>